personal experiences impact the politics we bring forward to the voting booth? Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Friday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios. Yes, shout out to today's sponsor, me, Brian Nichols Consulting. Folks, a recession is right around the corner. And if you have not revamped your sales and outreach strategies, well, guess what? You're going to be left behind. Your competitors are already doing it. And if you don't go ahead and address it, well, somebody else is going to. So make sure you are ahead of the game. Email me at brian at Consulting.com or learn more at Consulting.com. All right, folks, we're going to do one more of our Q&A episodes here on The Brian Nichols Show. Uh, I goofed. I ended up, I didn't schedule uh, a guests here for this uh, week of April, which actually is my birthday week. I know. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. My birthday is here on Saturday, uh, tax day of all days, April 15th. So thank you to all the uh, the birthday wishes. And if you want to go ahead and uh, wish me happy birthday, well, here's what you could do. Go ahead. First of all, give me a five-star rating and review wherever it is that you're getting your uh, your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or you can go right to briannicholsshow.com and leave a review on our website. Or number two, this is another thing you could do. Join our Patreon, support the show. You can do so as an audience insider, a super fan, or if you want to be a part of our good people network that's over on Facebook. It is a private group. You have to go ahead and submit a request to join, but it is a great group nonetheless, where we have some amazing people sharing some awesome stories and successes that they're bringing to the table to help better their communities, but also just a group of good people with good head on their shoulders, focusing on good things. And we're going to talk more about that later. Uh, but yeah, that's a different ways you can support us here uh, as we're talking about my birthday. Well, we're not really talking about my birthday today, but that is a thing I want to start off. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Um, but with that being said, I wanted to go ahead and address more questions that I've gotten from you guys as uh, we are wrapping up our not having guests here on the program, though I will confess I did have that one episode with Brian Fitzpatrick that was pre-recorded before my uh, my daughter was born. So with that, uh, if you did not get a chance to check that episode out, <clears throat> go ahead on Monday's episode. That was a great conversation. We talked about, do you really know what's in your CBD or cannabis products? And if not, well, how do you go ahead and figure that out? We uh, addressed that conversation uh, and all that detail and more. So I'll make sure I include that link in our show notes today. But for kicking things off for some q and I'm going to go into our email here. First one I got, and this is, uh, I tease this as we kick the uh, the show off. Brian, how has your personal background and experiences influence your perspectives on politics, economics, and culture? I thought that was a great question to start things off because this is how every single one of us likely entered into the world of liberty-based politics. It's through our own personal experiences. Uh, if you listen to some of the older episodes of The Brian Nichols Show, I'm saying go back two, three, four, five years. One of the things I would always ask my guests if they were in the liberty-based politics world was, how did you get here? How did your story end up where it is today and where did it start? So going through learning how other people found their way towards libertarianism or just the greater liberty movement, I thought was super important because I think a lot of us hear ourselves in those stories because 
let's be real, that's how a lot of us found our way to the world of liberty. So talking about uh, the, the politics, economics, and culture, how has my lived experiences, my personal experiences impacted that? Well, it's pretty much across the board uh, from, I guess, from when I was a kid to where I am today. So Go back to when uh, I was a wee little lad up in northern New York, and I, uh, so my dad was a legislator in uh, our home county for 15 years, and with that, I got so many opportunities to meet elected officials, whether they were local officials, state officials, or heck, even some of our federal officials. I I got to shake the hands of the, the amazing HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Because remember, folks, she was our U.S. Senator in New York State. I obviously mean saying all the praise tongue-in-cheek. She could not care less that she shook my hand. Uh, As a matter of fact, you could tell she did not want to be in our little home county up there in northern New York. She was like, why are we here? You ever watch Super Troopers and they're doing the the big drug bust, uh, was a drug bust uh, scene where they have the, the governor come in? And she's like, what are we doing here? And they're like, oh, it's a drug bust cocaine, marijuana, then why are we here? That's how Hillary felt. It was a carp tournament. And she's like, why am I here? Uh, and my dad was part of the legislature at the time and he was the chair of the board. So, you know, he was trying to represent our county and Hillary Clinton wanted nothing to do with it. That's neither here nor there. But looking at my childhood, I was involved in this world of politics pretty much from the start. I was, you know, dealing with having a dad who was going off to name the, the meeting every other night, it seemed, talking about these local issues. But Many a time, now for the folks who are not familiar with northern New York, to go anywhere, you gotta drive at least 20, 30 miles. So being in the car with dad, hearing the conversations as he's on his old, uh, you know, the old car bag phone, right? And, and hearing the, the context of what you're not seeing in the newspapers, the behind the scenes, how, yes, the sausage is made, but to get some more context that it's not just the, you know, wave a magic wand and the good thing happens to solve a problem, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into making the the solutions we see, whether they be good or bad, actually come to fruition. So growing up in that world, it was, you know, very enlightening for me and also very formative. I just grew into loving politics. That's why, I, frankly, I've gotten to where I am today doing this show. It's just, I just love this stuff. I love talking about this stuff, but also breaking this stuff down to make it so it's easier to understand for people, which that kind of goes into the next phase of my life when I went to college. And I, I, yes, I was the old GOP uh, chair for our, our uh, college Republicans party. Uh, and, you know, with that, I I really tried, truly <laughs> really did try, um, to to bring the ideas that I thought were right, that I thought were winning, to your average person. And in that case, it was the average person at school. And I didn't really know my market. I, I didn't understand the differences between what I saw as being successful in helping local politics at home not translating into the world of co- talking to my, my peers in college. And trying to figure out what, where am I missing something? Is, is it that I'm not speaking right about these issues or is there something else there that I didn't understand? And that kind of goes to this cultural aspect that goes to this question. Yeah. I, I looked at the culture of my generation and I'm an older millennial. I look at where we are as a a group and I, I know I'm I guess I'm not really uh, unique in this case, but there's a lot of folks like me out there. I'm sure you listening to the show feel this as well, but you just don't feel like you fit in. You feel like sometimes you're speaking a different language. And I realized that maybe there was something I was missing in terms of being able to communicate my ideas, but also was I on the right path? Was I you know, actually figuring out my ideas or was I just on a team? 
And here's the dirty, rotten secret. I think all of us can nod in agreement at some point where we felt we were a part of just a team versus understanding why we were a part of that team. And there was, it was really 2014, I think it was, where I kind of had this come to Jesus moment. And I was like, you know, maybe I'm not just rah-rah GOP guy. Maybe there's more to this I need to look into from a, a philosophy standpoint, from a principles standpoint. And you know who I ended up hearing was Rand Paul. Rand Paul talking about, I think at the time it was the the droning of American citizens and you know, uh, 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 al I think that's his, the guy's name. I just butchered that guy's last name. But when it, they droned his son um, in Pakistan, Yemen, Yemen. Yeah, they droned him in Yemen. And just hearing Rand Paul go and, and stand up in front of the U.S. Senate saying, no, you can't do this to an American citizen. That kind of woke me up. And then I also realized, hey, Rand Paul, I know that name, Paul. Oh, that's Ron Paul's son. Now me being little, you know, little Brian, I didn't put two and two together until after the fact. But I remembered in 2008 watching Ron Paul on the debate stage take on the GOP establishment just seven years after September 11th and saying, hey, maybe we should consider the idea that our CIA, our CIA at the United States brought up, and that is blowback, that the folks that attacked us on 9-11, maybe there's a reason for them attacking us, and we should at the very least understand it, know why they did it. And that, for me as a kid, hearing a different way of presenting this idea on the debate stage, yeah, it kind of sparked a little bit of, you know, huh, that was interesting, because it wasn't what you heard from your traditional Republican, whether it was uh, who, who was on the debate stage then? It was Rudy Giuliani. It was, was it Newt Gingrich? I think it was Newt Gingrich. John McCain, all those other old GOP establishment neocon fuddy-duddies that really have made up the party for generations at this point. But Ron Paul and his son Rand Paul helped plant that seed of questioning, is this the way we should be doing things? And for me, from a cultural standpoint, it allowed me to start to think about things in a different way, getting out of that team mentality and trying to approach issues as they were, issues, and with that, take a principled approach to addressing those issues versus just saying, what's our team say today? Got it. That's my talking point. That doesn't work. And we see this right now, especially in the way that our our social media world is, that having just the team talking points, it doesn't do it anymore. There's enough people who are at least aware that the team mentality doesn't work, that as soon as you start talking team politics, they turn you off. They want to hear what you're talking about from a principled standpoint, but also to know that you're you're authentic in that, that position, that you're not just going with wherever the winds are blowing just based on the the tenor of the the populace that day. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, obviously that changed a lot of how I was approaching politics, but then moving to Philadelphia, that was a big uh, switch. So moved to Philadelphia in 2015 and uh, 2015, yeah, 2015, (laughs) man, time is a son of a gun. And uh, with that living in Philadelphia for seven plus years, yeah, definitely changed my context of, you know, well, you can change a lot of people's minds. No, hive mentality, groupthink is real. And it also spoke to the importance back of something I had learned back when I was younger in living in a smaller rural area, the importance of being involved in your community and fostering this sense of good principled solutions that are based more on shared values and versus simply living in the same area. And for that seven-year period of living in Philadelphia, I got my libertarian chops built up. I was able to learn more about these principles, but also identify more of the problems that I saw in the greater city of Philadelphia and the surrounding areas and realize 
I'm having a trouble, I'm having a, rather a, a difficult time. I'm having trouble in actually helping impact change in the community because 80%, I think it is, of Philadelphia are registered Democrats. And as soon as they see your team different than their team, they're going to go ahead and write you off. So how do we address that? Do we address that? And I came to the conclusion back in this uh, January of 2022, actually is prior to that in 2021, especially during the COVID insanity to get out of Philadelphia, to get out of these big cities, specifically big cities where the people that you surround yourself with not only do not agree with you on principles, on policy, on values, on morals, but they actively do not like you. I, I remember I was sitting with my wife. We were eating uh, we were eating lunch at one of our favorite uh, favorite burger joints in Philadelphia. It was right after the 2020 election. And they had just at that point certified the election for Joe Biden. And sitting there, all of a sudden you see all these people driving down the street, honking their horns, cheering, celebrating, Joe Biden, he won. And you could feel at that point that if you weren't on board with this, you're the enemy. And it really hit me hard. Like that moment, I was like, we got to get out of here because this is insane. Not only, you know, driving down the Ben Franklin Parkway, for which you folks out there, maybe who aren't familiar with Philadelphia, the Ben Franklin Parkway is just a big open area that leads up to the Philadelphia Art Museum and seeing folks, granted, a year and a half, two years removed from the COVID pandemic starting, still wearing their masks as they're walking down the open air sidewalk and realizing also, I had some friends who lived with me in Philadelphia and seeing them from back when they were in college to where they were in 2020, 2021, they have lost any sense, what I thought at least, of rationality, critical thinking, consistency, and really had just dove head first into this hive mind. And you're walking down the street with them, seeing them wear a mask and me be like, yo, fam, you know you can take off your masks. We are outside. Or sitting down at a, a beer garden and having to, as soon as you stand up, put your mask on. Because even though you're outdoors, you're a threat. Because What? And then that's the thing. There was no logic. There was no rationality. So that really helped spark the advent of me moving away from Philadelphia and getting into an area to where I am now, Eastern Indiana, surrounded by people, not who only share like uh, minds in terms of goals and values, but also morals and principles. That is so important because not only is it easier to feel like you are part of a community and actually make you know an impact in that community, but you can change the community. You can help for the better, bring better solutions to the table. So across the board, I know that was a very long-winded answer for that question. I spent like, what, 10, 12 minutes on that. Um, you know, I think that right there, that speaks to, for me, you know, why I've changed as a person, right? And I think, it, I don't know if it's real or not, but like the whole idea that your, your body sheds itself of cells every seven years. So basically every seven years, you are a different person, literally, like from your composition. And that's so true though, at least from who I was seven years ago to who I am today. And then going back to who I was seven years ago, that person was a very different person than the person I was seven years before that. So I guess it goes hand in hand in terms of the the politics, the economics. Oh, yeah, the economics too, by the way. Living in Philadelphia, that really hit home in terms of, wow, I'm having how much money taken out of my paycheck? And where is this money going towards? And am I seeing any return on this? 
Oh, you mean during COVID when we had to go four weeks without garbage picking up our garbage in the city and the city becoming a cesspool? Yeah, that definitely raised some red flags and also spoke to why this idea of uh, socialism, communism, not only does it not work, it's just, it's, it's nonsensical. And to even argue with folks who bring that as a, a solution to the table, complete, complete waste of time. Um, so that was, uh, I guess the answer to that question. Um, Brian, what are some of the most significant cultural shifts that you have observed over the years and how do you think they've impacted society at large? I mean, guys, COVID pandemic, that was like, that, that was the biggest switch I've ever seen. I think, I think any of us have ever seen because we all felt it, it impacted everybody, regardless of where you lived, everybody was aware of it. And especially if you were in these blue areas, these blue states, blue cities, you got hit hard, like being told you're essential, you're non-essential. So if you're non-essential, sorry, you can't go to work to provide for your families. What are we going to do about it? Oh, we'll go ahead and print you a couple bajillion dollars that we're going to hand out to every single U.S. citizen. I mean, what are we doing here? Oh, by the way, behind the scenes, billions of dollars to uh, our corporate friends here in the uh, the quote unquote private sector. We all know it's the corporatist environment we live in. Um, but that right there, I mean, that impacted not just a huge economic shift. It, it hit culturally across the board. I mean, people that I looked at, I mentioned them here earlier, people I looked at as sane, rational, logical people who could make, you know, decisions based on, you know, critical thinking, all of a sudden just being completely out to lunch in terms of being able to rationalize what they were promoting as our solutions to the COVID pandemic. We need to lock down and mask up indefinitely until the vaccine arrives. Oh wait, until, no, not till the vaccine arrives, until everybody gets the vaccine. And yeah, rah, rah, we're going to support you not having a job unless you get the shot until we learn that the shot doesn't actually stop the transmission. Am I going to get banned on YouTube? Probably. But you hear this conversation and, and by the way, if I do get banned on YouTube, that's why you go and follow us on Sovereign because this episode is going to air earlier uh, beyond our actual podcast dropping and the YouTube version. It's a Sovereign exclusive. You get that a day early. So make sure you go to Sovereign and sign up there. S-O-V-R-E-N link in the show notes. But that right there spoke to exactly why I said, you know, I said this many times in the show, you need to surround yourself with people who not only share your values, your your goals, your your morals, but it's not enough to surround yourself with people who you had shared experiences with, which I thought was good. People that I went to college with and I grew up with in my early and mid-20s, that, that's not enough. You have to have some underlying principles, some morals, some values that actually matter and they do matter, right? And how do we make sure that we're promoting those on a consistent basis? Well, by surrounding yourself with people who also promote them. Now, that is very different from being in an echo chamber, from being in this groupthink environment. I want you to challenge people in your communities. I want you to go out and, and push the envelope towards a pro-liberty approach, but it's so much easier to go after a market that is in our niche that's already open to our way of doing things and trying to get 80% of Philadelphia to switch their perspectives or to get your friends who they buy this stuff hook, line, and sinker, and there is no underlying principles to get them to change their mind. It's important for us to spend time on going after folks who actually share our values, share our goals, share our morals. So uh, I hope that answers that question across the board. Uh, Brian, where to go? I just lost it. Um, Brian, there we go. In the realm of politics, uh, are there any individuals or organizations 
that you are particularly fond of, admire, or find inspiring? What specifically do you like about them? Go. Uh, okay, so for, for this one, I mean, it's easy, but I talked about him earlier, Ron Paul. Ron Paul is one of the top people that I think we anybody in the liberty movement can point to as kind of like the dad of this entire movement, namely because Ron Paul has been saying the same darn thing right now as he has been saying since the 1960s and 70s. That right there, the the consistency, the authenticity, that speaks more to any specific politician who's right on a certain issue. People are looking for not just someone saying the right things, but consistently saying the right things, even when it's not popular. Another person, Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey, back in 2020, when the COVID pandemic was hitting the 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 you know the fan, the proverbial you know crap hitting the fan. He was willing to stand up not only against his party, but against the head of his party in President Trump and saying, no, we should not be signing this COVID relief bill. We should not be arbitrarily printing trillions of dollars that we're just going to hand out to the American public and hand out to our corporate crony buddies. No, this doesn't make sense. Actually, this is going to exacerbate the issue that we're trying to quote unquote fix with this solution. Not only was that a a ballsy move for him to stand up and fight against it, but he stood firm when Trump went after him specifically, when Republicans like Liz Cheney endorsed his primary opponents. You see right there, that, that was something that he didn't have to do, but he did because it was the right thing to do. And he did it based on principle, even when it was not the most popular thing. And guess what? Fast forward three years and who was the one proven right? Thomas Massey. Here we are facing record inflation. We're seeing right now our what our world still on fire from the aftermath of the COVID insanity and the, the subsequent government policies, lockdowns, forced vaccinations. You're still seeing it. You're still feeling it. It's why states like New York and California have been hemorrhaging people left and right, leaving their state in mass towards areas like Florida. Texas, Indiana, states that said, you know what? We're not going to go ahead and be insane in our response to the COVID pandemic. We trust you as, you know, Mr. and Mrs. American to make the right decision, the right choices for not just yourself, but for your family and your community. And guess what? Those states that took that approach, not only did they not suffer, you know, more death and devastation compared to their blue state counterparts, but from an economic standpoint, they are miles ahead. And that speaks to why it's so important for us to focus on these shared values and goals, because when this stuff hits the fan, you need to make sure that the people in control of that big red button that says do not push don't have the the temptation to pull the lever down and push the button. So, uh, oh yeah, we're already getting hard press of time. Um, So I guess the final question we will address, uh, Brian, what advice or recommendations do you have for listeners who are looking to become more informed, engaged, and effective in their efforts for creating positive change in their communities and beyond? What a great question, because that speaks to our brand new group we have over on Facebook, which I know I've heard the the lamenting Brian on Facebook. Listen, whether you love it or you hate it, Facebook is still one of the best group uh, environments to have a group type environment. So if you want to network with people, ah, man, I'm sorry, unless I get told something else where there's more people that is more accessible, Facebook was the place to go. So with that, we have our Good People Network over on Facebook. Um, And what are we doing over at the Good People Network? I talked about this last episode. We are talking to folks who are bringing great solutions to the table in, in terms of public policy, in terms of solutions to the problems they see in their communities. You see a problem in society at large. What are you doing to help 
fix it. And with that, bring just good people together. This goes back to something we've talked about many a time here on the show. Good people. Bring out the good in people. So, I, I challenge you to surround yourself not with people who you have your shared experiences with. Maybe it's your old buddies from high school, your old buddies from college, your old work friends. That's great. That's all well and good. But you need to focus on bringing people into your life who share your same values, who share your same goals, and, and making sure that those people, you're holding them near and dear. Because if you're not then we're just going to be like a you know group of herding cats. We have all these different ideas and, and values that we have that are right and that will win, but we're not doing anything to co- coalesce and work together. And this is where our friends on the left do a really good job, whether we like it or not. They are good at mobilizing and working together. Look up in Wisconsin. We just watched, was it 50% of the electorate, I think it was, was Gen Z, and they just put a... a I think it was a far-left uh, individual, a judge, into their Supreme Court. So... Yeah, it matters. It's important for us to network. And I, I want to stop us just, you know, sitting here and complaining. There's one thing that's been so exhausting in, in the greater libertarian movement, liberty movement, uh, Republican, GOP, whatever you, you know, conservative you want to label yourself as. We have to stop just arguing about when we see things wrong and, well, the Democrats are doing this terrible or the progressives and the leftists, they're doing XYZ. Yeah. They're going to keep doing that too. So instead of just bitching and moaning about it, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do outside of policy to actually help bring change? And with the Good People Network, that's what we're talking about. I'm going to be having, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but I'm also having some folks in that group who are going to be on the show talking about the solutions they're bringing to the table, like our good buddy Michael Pickens, who's going out and helping solve the cancer uh, epidemic, which we're going to you know, leave it at that, but you're going to have to tune in to hear how he's doing that. And that's something I want to raise up in the Good People Network, people who are bringing these solutions to the table, like Michael, like uh, Jacob Beckley from the Beckley Foundation. You go through the list of folks we've had here on the show who brought great solutions to the table I want more of that. I want us to build a network, a community where we can both work together, promote each other's uh, work, but also work in terms of helping build an economy for, for the, those good people doing our good things. Um, we, we have to stop being little islands, right? We have to start doing more at working together because only when we work together will we effectuate change. Whether you're, you have a strong opinion or not on the whole Bud Light, Dylan Mavaney, uh, you know, controversy, you can look at what's happening right now with Bud Light as I'm recording here today, losing 6.3 billion, billion with a B dollars in their, their market share. The fact that that was, you know, directly as a result of anyone who thought that having Dylan Mulvaney as the spokesperson for Bud Light being the spokesperson for Bud Light, the fact that they could effectuate change that quickly speaks to how important it is for us to do this more consistently, not just when we're pissed off, but rather when we're trying to promote goodness. So uh, I'll leave it at that. If you want to be part of this awesome group, I have eliminated the barriers. You don't have to be a supporter of our Patreon. It's over on Facebook. It's a private group. So go ahead, put your uh, your, your request in to join the group. Now, if you want to support the group and, and you know just the greater Brian Nichols Show audience, please consider joining our Patreon, $1.99 a month. Literally, folks, less than a cup of coffee. 
as an audience insider, or you can be a super fan, $5 a month. Uh, and also we still have our candidate school, $9.99 a month. If you're running for local office, right? Brand new ebook that came out here back at the beginning of the year, how to win your local election. Go ahead, grab your copy today. I will include that link in our show notes, but also it's over on briannicholsshow.com. And uh, I guess, you know, that's really all I had for us today as we kind of wrap things up. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? I want to hear about it. Do you think it's important for us to uh, to focus on building you know, a network of good people? Do you find it important to surround yourself with people who share your values, your morals, your goals? And, and I guess, do you find it important for us to share our stories, how we came to be in this greater liberty movement I think so. I want to hear your thoughts. So if you want to go ahead in the comments, start down below uh, your 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 thoughts there or email me your comments, brian at briannicholsshow.com. And uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up by giving a, a special shout out to one of our sponsors here in the show. And that is the amazing site that is Proud Libertarian. If you're looking for any liberty-based swag, uh, especially anything here from the Brian Nichols Show, like we have our good ideas, don't require for snapback. I'm rocking our Stop trusting government bureaucrats. Looking at you, Tony Fauci, and uh, all those other you know people who destroyed America and the the world back in 2020. So if you want to go ahead and get any of the liberty based con- or liberty based swag that you want to go ahead and, and rock and roll as you're trying to promote the ideas that we're bringing here to the Brian Nichols Show and to the Greater Liberty Movement, BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop. They'll bring you to Proud Libertarian and do yourself a favor. Use code TBNS at checkout. off your order and a little bit goes back here to support the show to leave us having uh, amazing guests and having awesome conversations that will do what? Leave y'all, where am I? Over here, educated, enlightened, and informed. Uh, So with that, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for uh, sticking with me over the past month or so as things have been up in the air with my my life, with the birth of my little girl, but also just that's a big transition. So thank you uh, for, for still supporting the show. And also, you know, as we went from five episodes a week down to three, I'm hoping that you're getting con- uh, the value from the longer form content, which I know this is a longer form episode uh, than we usually do the, you know, around 20 minutes or so. And starting as we have our guests, uh, you know, picking back up here in the next couple of days, we will be uh, putting some of the, the longer form episodes half of those behind a paywall so uh, if you want to go ahead and see all that that's going to be coming from behind the scenes head over to our patreon become a supporter as an audience insider dollar 99 a month or if you just go ahead make a one-time paypal donation you can do that as well so otherwise that's all i have for you guys today with that being said brian nichols signing off you're on the brian nichols show we'll see you on monday thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com